Right, thank you. Right. Thank you, fun, um, Family of Christ, actually. Let me see if I can get this forward a little bit. Right, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Fun. Right, welcome to our family service. I'm going to move about quite a bit today, so uh, you all may have to give me a little bit of anger for, yeah. Welcome those who are at home as well watching us. I hope you kind of have fun. Uh, when you are here, you always have more fun. So, but just in case we missed out for some of those who are at home, we have a little bit more question here for you, all right? I've got three questions. If I ask you, if, when I ask this question and you fall into this category, you raise your hand, all right? Okay, first question. How many of you are or were prefects when in school? Well, all the quai quai, all the quai people. I was one year, then gonna kick up. Okay. Question number two. How many of you have shaken the hands of the president or presidents of Singapore? Whoa, <laughs> quite a number. <laughs> all right, okay, hands down. Okay, number three. How many of you participated in National Day Parade before? Wow! So many, ah! How many has we been nine? Oh, how many has we been nine? Eh? Right, we been nine, right? All right, okay. Welcome. I'm, I'm so glad you are. All these things, yeah, I have some fun. Uh, it's my first family service. I'm a little bit excited about this. Okay, anyway. You know, I'm just moving on to the sermon. Uh, for those who are new, my name is Kapun, um, one of the pastoral workers in this church, all right? You know, um, this passage that we have chosen, um, Paul had a good family background, yeah? So he says, look, I was circumcised eighth day and so forth. He says, I've got, he's got good parents, he was a good Pharisee and so forth. He had many what we call accolades. He had many accolades. Next, next slide already, yeah. He had many echoes. Accolades are things like awards. Yeah? All right. Um, so let us learn from Paul, the Apostle Paul. Is it good, is it important for us to have all these accolades? Okay? Now, let's think about it. Whether you are a student or whether you're at work, okay? When you are a student, we, we all say, study hard, study hard. Sometimes uh, the PSLE people, we celebrate with you. Yeah, it's over. Okay? The end never, so some of you are over, eh, over, okay. Then you say, okay, we study so hard for what? We study so hard so that we can have more oppor opportunities. It opens more doors. Not that when you have got four A's, you will definitely get into the course that you want, but it opens more doors. In the same way, we do well in our work so that we can make more effective decisions when we are higher in our imposition. So, things like this, yeah? Number two, suppose when you are volunteering, all right? I want us to take a look at this uh, next picture. Here you go, all right? That's Auntie Maria, our sister Maria. She's not here today. She was here at yesterday's service. She says, I have shaken the hands of three presidents, been invited to Istana three times because she volunteered, and she's a president volunteer, she received the President Volunteers Award. And she shared with me, she says, Kafun, when we volunteer, we volunteer wholeheartedly. Don't spend time and energy trying to siam. If you want to volunteer, 
give your heart and soul to it. And that is how she showed us, yes, indeed, that is about volunteering. And we can volunteer and be good at it without paying, right? Definitely. Similarly, when we serve in church, we can offer our services to God. We can attend Sunday school and pay attention. Our boys, are you listening? Okay. <laughs> now, when we are in church, we give our best and we cooperate with teachers. We, we make our moments count. Yeah, that's, that's basically the things that we do. All right. Uh, oh, this is Agnes and Robin. <laughs> that was our St. Luke's um, at Elderly. We had our, uh, uh, for, uh, uh, lunch with them and we had a concert. And they were giving out the, prize, uh, press, uh, the gifts very soon. And these two of them are so, so happy. Look at them. And that is what we do even as we serve God. Now, all these good results and all these high positions and all these honourable awards are wonderful and they glorify God. They give God a good name. But let us be careful not to let all these good things stop us from worshipping God. What do I mean by that? Now, for example, okay, students. For example, you're very good in your studies and your classmates find that, wow, you are always the top of the class. They make you their standard. Every time when they study, they try to meet you for that. They try to, you are the mark for them. They, they challenge you all the time. And so, there's a test happening tomorrow on, on Monday. And then you say, I already know my stuff quite well, but I want to study more so that I remain my position. And therefore, because of that, I decided I will not come to church. That is what I mean when you say you let your good results stop you from worshipping God. You see that point there? I'm not saying getting good results are wrong. I think many of us get good results. And as a teacher, I would say, work hard. But when we are so obsessed with our good results that we say God can wait, that's when something goes wrong. Similarly, in our job, we work so hard until on Sunday morning, we say, oh, I'm too tired to go to church. Then you don't go to church. That is when something, your priority is wrong. And that's what Paul was saying. Look, all these good things that we have, if it gets in the way of my worshipping God, that's when something is wrong. Let's move on to the next part. So he says, then what then is important, Paul asks. What then is important? Let's take a look at this verse, verse 10. Can we all read together? One, two, three. That I may know him, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. There are three things here. In fact, there are three Ps. I don't know whether you can see the three Ps. The first P is this, that I may know Jesus personally, that I may know God personally. The first P, personally. Personally means with your mind as well as with your heart. Yesterday, the sermon that I preached is very different from what I'm preaching today. In fact, Pastor wouldn't know that I have actually chosen my example as Jesus and the children. Before, when service started, Pastor shared with us. And Pastor shared again the second time when we come in. Indeed, that is our Jesus. That is Jesus to us. When he saw all the children, and when children are crying and children are making noise, Jesus is not saying, don't disturb me, I want to rest. Instead, Jesus says, let the children come to me. Jesus loves little children. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Do you take that into your heart? Jesus loves me. 
That is knowing Jesus not only in the mind, but also in your, in your heart. That I know when I come to Jesus, He will not chase me away. That is experientially. Let me share with you, I shared with them very quickly yesterday uh, about this, this thing. I know Jesus. This, I know, let me share with you. I was in my room sleeping. Understand that my room, I don't sleep in aircon room. So I will have, my windows are slightly open when I sleep. One night, I was already sleeping and quite soundly. Somehow, something woke me up. I don't know what woke me up. I just woke up and I looked out of the window. And there, I saw this black thing flying in. Flying. Landed on my blanket. Instant, in, instinctively, I flipped my blanket. Wah! Flipped. So, of course, my husband, Hock Chan, woke up. What happened? What happened? And then I said, Cockroach! Then I ran out of the room. <laughs> Pet shares my pain. <laughs> I cockroach, I'm terrified of them. And I just ran out of the room. Of course, the whole family go into this frenzy of killing cockroach. And that night, I just felt, oh. Then I paused. What woke me up? I have no idea what woke me up. But that incident taught me one thing, that God is watching over me when I sleep. Really? After that night, I know that God watches over me. I sleep well. I, and I believe that sleep comes from God. Each time I've got lots of work to do and I need to sleep well and I, I only have time for three hours of sleep, I say, God, you grant me sleep and I go to bed. And then I just get energized after that. That is, for me, that is knowing God experientially. What about you? Are there some incidents you can have had God, met God before? Keep it in your heart. Take it up again. Regurgitate it and realize that God is real. Second P. I think it's easier to spot. You have the verse for me. Can you all spot the second P? I'm sure everyone can see the P. Power. Oh, the power of His resurrection. Jesus' power. There's power in Jesus, in the resurrection of Jesus. And we believe in God. And we, when we believe in God, we have got new life. Hello, your new life doesn't begin when you go up to heaven. Your new life begins now. How about that? Having a, having a power of God, a power of resurrection in your life. Something that can change your sins and your addictions and your bad habits. We all have bad habits and we all have our sins and all. Just to... just. Don't want to say too many, but I think social media is one problem. I look at this picture on, on the bus. I always do that on the train and I look up. Nine out of ten. This picture, ten out of ten. Nine out of ten. One person not using the phone. Everybody else is on the phone. I am equally guilty. But are we spending too much time on our social device? Okay. We have to ask ourselves, or we have to ask God, really, really, do I have a problem with that? Okay? Are you gossiping about other people? No, no I'm not gossiping. I'm just complaining. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question. Are you into vaping, online betting, reading, watching unwholesome books and videos? Are you controlled by your feelings, your urgings? Then, are you also like this person who wakes up every morning and says, I'm staying in bed today. It's too pipply out there. I don't like people. Today we are reminded that Jesus has the power to change things. And he can change all negative thoughts. The Bible says, 
we should put our mind on Jesus. We can put the mind of Christ on us. So let us ask God to help us. I'll move on to the third point very quickly. All right, the third P is this. Uh, the third P is not there. Verse 10, uh, oh, I left it out. Uh, not this one. Eh, I must have put it in the wrong place. The next slide, what do I have? Ah, yes, okay. Uh, the, the P is not here in the third one. It's the fellowship of his sufferings. Instead of the word suffering, I changed the word to pain, to share his pain. All right. Um, have you ever had accidents before? Accidents means you didn't plan for it. Lah. Nobody plans for an accident. Ta-da, I stand out of the car. No such thing. Oh, ta-da, I decide to fall, the stuff, fall down the stairs. Accidents happen and we can't help it. Do you sulk when you don't get your way? Of course we do sulk. But do you stay angry with God? Okay, do you feel that you have to be, you have been a good Christian all this while and when you pray and ask God and God still don't give you? And you, no, say, in fact, why, why, should, no, why is it happening to me like that? We all have our unhappy things before. Some of you are going to secondary school next year already. And then what if you get into a CCA that you don't really like, stuck with it for four years? Can we stay there and say, still I will rejoice? What if you are in the first team? Or what if you, you, are, you attend practices every time and then you are not chosen to be in the first team? Sucks uh, every time like that. I, you know, you, you just hate it. You go for your practice every time and you know you are the reserve team. Do you stop going to practices or do you stay in the school team? Worse still, in our, if you are army and you are stuck in a unit that you can't stand. Some of you, some of us, are we stuck in a relationship that we know we shouldn't be? And we have to bite it and say, I have to leave this relationship. It's painful. I'm not saying it's not. But when we say, when God says, do you know me and the power of my resurrection? Do you want to walk with me and bite this pain? Do we dare to say, I will change. I will give up something for the love of God. I'm not saying it's easy. And I know, I know we all need strength, we need company, we need people to walk with us. Therefore, I appeal to all of you, stay in church, stay in a care group, stay in a community, dare to be vulnerable, share your pain, share your hurts, share the things you can't stand, ask for prayer. And that's from there, that's why church families are different from, different, uh, from the other religions. I quickly go to the last part already, I'm coming on to verse 12. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Basically, Paul is saying, no, I'm not there yet. I don't know Christ entirely. I don't know his power of his re the resurrection of entirely. And I don't share in his pain entirely. But I am moving there. I am pressing on toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, oh, it's not that I will lose my salvation, but there's a price for me. And I want, to, I want to work towards that price. All of us, we have got price, prizes waiting for us. How are we running our race? Just now, everybody got that question, right? Shanti Pereira, everybody knows her right now. <laughs> She's the champion for us. 200 meters race. When I read the interview that we had of her, she said this thing. That the race about 200 meters is this. You start off at the starting blocks and all of you in that position, 
you will have if you are she was somewhere in the middle she was lane five or lane six when you are somewhere in the center we should call it the inner lane you will always have some people in front of you and you will always have some people behind you and then there will be anxiety building up there's always somebody that i need to catch up with and then when the, when the race starts you just pound down your curve you just turn at your curve and then when you hit the straight she says I just attack the straight and I run to the end. That was the word she used. I just attack the straight and run to the end. But before that, she says, I have to block out those. I have to block out those in front of me and block out those behind me. Is that how we would run the race as well? Maybe we can learn one or two things from her. Are there anxieties? Are there things that are holding you and disturbing you? that are causing you to lose your focus on Jesus. Then let us learn that when we are at that straight, attack that straight, aim for the end. These are some things that we can learn. Today we have got quite a lot, quite a few things I was trying to um, cover old and young at the same time. But I just want to share one thing. If nothing at all, then let us bring back this thing. If at all. Let this be our goal. That we know Christ personally, that we know the power of His resurrection, and that we share in His pain. Alright, come. Let us pray. I have told the children before. Children, we are going to pray. And I use this term with them. I say, posture of prayer. Alright? Children, posture of prayer. That's when we hold our hands together. Okay? And we close our eyes. We bow our heads. Dear God, we ask that you teach us to run the race with you and in all that we do to know you personally, to know your power and also to share in your pain. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.